How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the One Wheel Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Laser, and today I have two very special guests, Kyle and Jack, here with me in the studio. We're going to talk about the voluntary recall, the new safety feature, Haptic Buzz, and one of the most exciting things we've been working on for a while is custom shaping 3.0 for One Wheel GT. You're definitely going to want to tune into this entire thing, and we talk about a few little extra things at the end. So stay tuned. Check it out. And as always, thanks for listening. One wheel riders boards just got better. Basically, Um, no one has to send their boards in to us. This is about the best case outcome of the process with CPSC. Unlike the three wheeled ATVs, one wheels are not banned. Um, Yay. Um, That's big. We're fighting to save the Shire, as I like to say. All right, so we have a bunch of things, a bunch of updates to really talk about, um, some very serious stuff, some very fun stuff. Um, let's just cut to it. Let's start with the most recent news, um, the voluntary recall that we put out um, in coordination with the CPSC. First thoughts, first feelings, guys? I think Jack can take that one. I'll go. <clears throat> Sorry, this is a little hot here. Um, yeah, you know, I think um, I think that for for us, it's actually like a it's a it's a big sigh of relief because obviously this is something that's been in the works for over a year. Um, you know, been working with the CPSC on this haptic buzz, um, which is this new safety feature that that's rolled out in this update. The word recall, I think, is very loaded, right? People see the the headlines. Um, in these press clippings, you know, I've gotten texted from, you know, my uncle and my aunt asking me, you know, what on earth is happening, right? And um, basically what this is, is this is a, a firmware update that goes out to um, one-wheel owners and enables their board to have this haptic buzz feature, which is an additional safety feature to push back, which is the main um, way in which one-wheel riders know where the limits of the board is. Um, so basically... One wheel riders boards just got better, basically. Um, no one has to send their boards in to us, right? I think that word recall sort of um, makes people think a certain, you know, we have something in our mind when we think that. We think, oh, I have to send this thing in because it had a broken component, right? And that's that's pretty different than um, the reality of this situation. So you said one wheel riders boards just got better. What do you, yeah. how did they get better? Well, yeah, so in this update, right, we can touch on this throughout the, the show here today, but, uh, um, you know, the update includes haptic, haptic uh, buzz for XR, Pint, Pint X, NGT, but then it also has custom shaping 3.0 for one-wheel GT riders. Um, both of those features are important and I think make the boards better. Um, you know, with haptic buzz, I just think like the more communication between the rider and the board, the better. Um, and so I think that that feature adds a lot of value to all the people that get that. And then if you're a GT owner and you get custom shaping on top of that, your board got significantly better overnight. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of new things. Um, so let's break this down. You have, we have recall. Voluntary recall, we have haptic buzz, 
which is a new revolutionary safety feature, and custom shaping three. Um, on the recall side of things, how would you guys explain, like, how do you best answer that? Like, One more thing. I also think it's interesting that um, from our perspective, I think it's interesting that, like, now is the huge wave of, of press and, like, hubbub and commotion, at least in the wider world. I think in the one-wheel world, people have a pretty good understanding of, like, what's actually going on here, right? But um, I would have thought that – so, obviously, like, a, a little over a year ago is sort of when this process started, I would say, um, right? And, we, you know, we basically asked riders to send in letters to, to tell – those in government and the regulators that like this is an important thing to you in your life and like we should you know it should be protected um etc but i kind of thought that that was like gonna be the 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 big hubbub and that this is this is like the final like not the final chapter but this is the part of the resolution to that right which is why to me and like for you you've been working on this for forever it's like a big sigh of relief but obviously, like with how the news media works, um, they were able to create some headlines that sort of like made this feel like the, I don't know. It, it feels backwards to me. Does it feel backwards to you? I don't know. I mean, it's like making a movie or something. Like if you're the cast and crew, the mm. exciting part is the year it takes you to make the movie, right? Mm. But then once it's released to the public, that's when you know, all the, all the attention is, you know, and I think that makes sense. we've been working for, you know, over a year on the, um, the work behind the recall. And really, I think what's weird about the recall is that it's not about a specific thing. It's not about mm -hmm. a specific component. It's not about, um, you know, which most recalls are right. Like right. Most recalls are like, your toaster has this one wire that the engineers put a little close to the heating element and it can burn your house down. So mm -hmm. get all the toasters back. And, you know, that's not what this is, right? And so this is the CPSC looking at the data around, um, you know, the safety of, of one wheel and incidents that have happened um, to one wheel riders where they've fallen. And, um, you know, trying to make a call about, like, is that, um, it, you know, safe enough? Right. Uh, or is it not safe enough? And, you know, there is no set in stone rule, right? right. So we created this category. We created this type of product. Um, you know, we know that there's an element of risk. I think our riders know there's an element of risk. Um, you know, every kind of board sport, every kind of recreational product, has some trade-off, right, between how risky it is, how fun it is, the level of exposure, right. the environment you use it in, um, and, you know, there's a dialogue around that, right? So the, you know, CBSC was actually, as far as I know, originally set up to regulate bicycles because in the bike boom of, like, 70s, everybody's getting hurt on their bicycles, and they're like, oh, my gosh, this needs to get, you know, hmm. sorted out somehow. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, then the, you know, probably the, the moments they're the most known for, one of them is they banned three-wheeled ATVs like back in the 80s. Um, and, you know, those were fun products, right? Those people loved them. Uh, they sold tons of them. And, you know, there were like, like multiple thousands of people died mm -hmm. on three-wheeled ATVs. And, you know, CBSC is a 
uh, the part of the federal government in the U.S. They're, um, you know, to some extent, a political, um, you know, their commissioners are appointed by, um, you know, the party in power at the time. Right. So, um, you know, it's they're in Washington, D.C., Maryland, technically, <laughs> but we'll call that Washington, <laughs> D.C. from our uh, West Coast perspective. And, um, you know, they, they are charged with regulating everything. So here's this thing. They're hearing there's incidents. People have gotten hurt on one wheels. They're saying, is there something wrong with, with one wheels? Uh, what are we going to do about it? Their bosses are saying, you got to do something about it. Um, and uh, so we worked with them to try to figure out, well, what is there that can be done? There's not something broken that we can fix. Right. So what is the thing that we can improve uh, that would, you know, increase rider safety? Um, so that's what we did. Comment. I mean, I think that's <laughs> one touch. of the, the like, so I, I'm sort of on the receiving half of some of these press inquiries, right? And so um, people email me and say, why did you choose to reject this recall a year ago? You know, only to go forward with it now, right? Like, which, which, like, I guess, you know, I guess that's a logical question to ask. But like, the fact of the matter is, it was like a false choice originally, right? It's like we can get every single one wheel back, but we can't fix the laws of physics, right? So like, what we did was we worked with them over this entire time span to create like an additional safety feature, try to improve safety. But to your point about there's not a component or a thing like to fix or to change, right? Like it's, it's about the risk tolerance of the entire activity. Um, which as you said, like our riders are, are comfortable, like are comfortable with, you know, and, and it, it is a little bit of an awkward thing where it's like, um, who, who decides? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, back in 2022, late 2022, when they issued their press release and said, one wheels are, are dangerous. People should stop riding them. And that, um, you know, a handful of people have been killed riding one wheels. Um, you know, then that came across as we refused to recall the product. Um, and that would, you know, that was mutually acceptable, right? So right. we hadn't figured out what to do yet at that point. And like I said, you know, their bosses say, hey, you guys need to do something about this. And so the, the one thing they could do unilaterally was to run a, a press release, you know, that said nasty things about one wheels. <laughs> and uh, so that was what then precipitated us, um, you know, getting with our, our community and saying, hey, like, you need to write letters and, you know, let, let CPSC know that this thing isn't that crazy. It's not broken. <laughs> um, it's awesome. And it's important to you um, because, you know, they are part of our government. Um, we live in a democracy. <laughs> and so... People's individual voices matter, um, and um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a long, long process of going back and forth. But um, you know, what we wanted to find a way to do was, you know, figure out how we could add new safety features to um, the vast majority of boards that are out there. Yeah. Um, and so that's what haptic buzz is. Did you explain what haptic buzz is? Everybody knows what haptic buzz is. It's been a week now. By Everybody's now. an expert yeah, by now. A, there's a really <laughs> great. Um, video that goes over haptic buzz in pretty much its entirety and if there's before we move to haptic buzz is there anything like jack you've been saying like some news outlets like mm. we're getting information from all over the place like is there anything that like you feel like is worth clearing up or even just like 
making sure that like, hey, you know, there's there's more to the story. People need to do their own research. You could go back a year ago and listen to the original CPSC story talk between you guys, did mm-hmm. a podcast um, where you talked about the beginning of what was going on. Sure. Um, Can I answer this question? Go for it. <laughs> yes, yes. So I think, I mean, obviously the texts from the concerned, you know, distant relatives and friends you haven't seen since college are yeah. like, oh my gosh, this sounds terrible. And actually, this is about the best case outcome of the process with the CPSC. Um, you know, unlike the three-wheeled ATVs, one wheels are not banned. Um, yay! Um, you That's know, big. We're yeah. fighting to save the Shire, as I like to say. <laughs> and, you know, um, we've made, you know, these new um, new features with Haptic Buzz that uh, I think are significant, especially for, for newer riders that are early on the learning curve. Um, you know, it's like spent a lot of time looking at data around people who have been, you know, hurt riding one wheels. And it's overwhelmingly people in their first 100 miles of riding. Yeah. Um, and we know that. Um, it, we've got a lot of you know, new people on, on board, and we always know, like, be careful, you know? <laughs> like, totally. Um, and, you know, once people are up the learning curve, it, it's a much safer proposition because they understand the, you know, the operating envelope of the product and what they can do and what they can't do and how to manage risk and all that, all that stuff. Um, but the, you know, the haptic buzz, um, you know, is, is a retrofit that we were able to do in firmware. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think firmware recalls are a relatively new thing. There aren't that many firmware recalls that CPSC has ever done. The the counterpart of CPSC is NHTSA, uh, which is the national highway transportation safety agency, I believe. Nice. And they regulate cars. (laughs) And (laughs) if you look at like the most recalled cars, they're Tesla's. The, which are also the most popular cars right now. Um, and the vast majority of those recalls are over-the-air updates, right? right? And so that's the kind of amazing era that we live in, is that you can change the way that products work via over-the-air firmware updates. And so that's what we were able to do um, with the vast majority of our boards that are out there. Nice. So let's talk about take that his haptic buzz. Kyle? <laughs> What was the process like developing <laughs> a new safety feature for the device that you created? Like it's obviously the technology haptics have been around for a while in different uh, industries and such, but like never in the one wheel form factor. And it just seems like, oh, where do we start? What's the biggest challenge What's to the biggest get that challenge? to happen? Yeah, I mean, I think like any product design thing, it's it's always like a journey with twists and turns. So, you know, for us, the, I, I, you know, we're trying to create like meaningful and, um, you know, powerful feedback for people, um, but without like damaging the integrity of the one wheel experience, right? Um, to enable one wheel to continue as a sport and as, you know, a, a mode of transportation. And so, um, you know, we were exploring all the different kind of sensory modalities for feedback, um, using sound, you know, using um, visual indication, changing pushback in different ways. Um, And, you know, but really it was like, okay, we have pushback. Like making pushback slightly different isn't really going to be a game changer for people. You know, some people are like, oh, I want there to be a little more pushback. Some people say I want there to be less and, you know, 
we wanted to do something that, that wasn't just a modification of pushback, but was, was different. So, um, you know, we explored using um, sound to give feedback. Uh, and we had little, uh, you know, GT has uh, a buzzer integrated in it. Um, and so one of the things that was proposed is looking at like, hey, could you take this and actually, you know, retrofit it onto, you know, the previous uh, models of one wheels and the pints and the pint X's. Um, and we looked into that and we prototyped that. And um, but there were a couple concerns there. One was that it's like, what if you can't hear it? <laughs> so um, and the other was, you know, um, how do you actually add this to, you know, a bunch of one wheels that are already out there in the field. And so then um, one of our engineers had this insight around like, hey, we could use the motor itself to create both uh, vibration and sound um, in addition to pushback that could serve as like a new warning uh, system. So um, that's not that easy to do. <laughs> um, you know, you have to, you know, usually you're controlling a motor to make it as quiet as possible and as smooth as possible. And now you want to make it loud and not smooth. <laughs> so, and you have to do that quickly without, you know, interfering with, um, you know, the motor generating torque or in our case, interference, interfering with its ability to balance. And so um, that took some time to figure out. And then once we had that figured out, we had to um, figure out like, what are the different cases where it would be helpful to have more feedback. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's one of the, you know, Pushback has this as well, but there's different situations where you're going to get haptic buzz, and there's different sort of sounds and feeling of, of haptic buzz. You get in a high-speed situation where you need to slow down. Um, it's actually a two-stage um, warning at that point. So it goes dee, 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 and then it goes dee uh, if you go a little bit faster. So you get a two-stage warning um, with speed. It also, like if you're familiar with GT's um, beep, which is basically based on torque, uh, it has that mode as well. Um, and then it also, um, you know, tells you if you're running low on battery um, or, you know, get some uh, kind of bored air where you need to slow down and stop, um, which is like a double double tone pattern, dd, dd, dd. Um, and so it just makes, uh, you know, gives another way to communicate with riders and let them know if they need to uh, lean back and slow down or actually stop riding in, in those cases. Um, so... Then we had to figure out how to do it, you know, on the various boards and do it as an over-the-air update. Um, and, uh, but yeah, we, we pushed the over-the-air update for GT so yep. far. Uh, we'll be pushing the over-the-air update for um, Pine to Pine X shortly and then XR after that. I think one, um, you know, the detractors are going to say, and this is probably the, the, the people who are the best riders or think that they're the best riders, you're going to say, oh, this is annoying. This is, you know, too loud or whatever, you know. I want to turn this off. But the reality is that for 95% of one-wheel riders and 100% of non-one-wheel riders, all they want to do is ride with their kid to Little League and home and do it safely, right? And and for non-one-wheel riders, their biggest concern for people that don't ride one-wheel is, oh, those things are too dangerous, right? So I think, like, anything that can you know, marginally help or just give that rider more feedback, I think is huge. Um, and, um, you know, obviously we also fought to be able to have some modicon of rider choice to incorporate it into it. Right. Um, so if you've ridden a thousand miles and you're a one wheel racing league member, 
um, you you know can deactivate that the haptic buzz. Not that we recommend it, but um, you know I think that was like an important thing for us to maintain. Yeah, as well. I mean that was a, a hard push to be able to get that um, sort of carve out for right. um, ORL racers with over a thousand app track miles of riding experience. And, you know, we push hard uh, on that because, uh, you know, racing and, and the sport side of one wheel is important. You know, there's obviously the a quick reaction when there's change. Totally. In people's minds, especially if they haven't had time to fully experience what, the, what it is. Totally. Um, but as somebody like, I, I love performance. I love seeing how better, how we could be better riders or whatever sport you do. And I think any type of feature, that one is a safety feature, but any feature that's gonna provide you with more information about what you're riding is using that to your advantage is probably the most pro thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. um, will some people that have the ability to turn it off, turn it off, maybe, mm -hmm. but like, so, like the safety beep, you know, at first it was like, uh, it's a little annoying, but then you start to realize in those certain situations when you're over torquing, where, when that happens, where that happens, and how that feels when that happens. And it happens at all different moments because there are so many variabilities in your environment, uh, tire pressure, et cetera. And so I think like my reaction to it as like coming out of like being a part of future motion is like, this is great for not just the 95%, but for the 5% that are like, I don't need it. I ride 10,000 miles every year, et cetera. It's like, this will make you a better rider. And uh, I, I just think like there is a much more positive way to look at it for not just the safety aspect, but for the performance part in your own riding right. ability. Another, another question that I saw pop up among the, let's say 5% there too, is like, is about, okay, we're sending some vibrations through the motor. Are we sacrificing power, torque, you know, um, is there a, a performance sacrifice, which we've talked about? but just to definitively answer. No, there, there isn't actually. So uh, as I mentioning, uh, like you usually in motor control, you're trying to make it as, as quiet as you can and as smooth as you can. Um, but in this case, we're, we're moving the operating point a little bit so that it creates sound, it creates vibration, but it doesn't really, um, you know, use more power to mm. do that. Um, and uh, yeah, that was one of the key insights that, that let us build this. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So Haptic Buzz is out now for One Wheel GT. If you haven't updated your board, please do so. It's in the One Wheel app. We do whole firmware update. Um, and that leads us to custom shaping. One, one oh. more point on that. Um, some people seem pretty confused. If you buy a new One Wheel from mm. our OneWheel.com, it right. would be already loaded Boom. with Haptic Buzz. That's right. You're good and to go. And if you go to a dealer to buy a one wheel, um, they'll help you update it. There you go. It's really quite simple. I guess one other thing that I've seen some some comments about is, you know, if, if I'm a one wheel original owner or if I'm a one wheel plus owner, you know, unfortunately my motor can't isn't able to, you know, do this update and create this haptic buzz. What, you know, what happens now for me? Um, so there's a $100 prorated um, 
what is it, voucher basically towards the purchase of a new product that could have haptic buzz on it. Um, unfortunately, those products are at this point, I mean, One Wheel Plus was released seven years ago, I think. Um, quite honestly, there's not very many of those left on the road. Um, that's the data that we see. Um, so <laughs> it's probably time for a new board, to be honest. And uh, not, you not a lot of miles being ridden on original one wheels these days. Not very many. There's one right next to you, but that one hasn't been ridden yeah, in this many one just years either. It's a nice museum and piece. And if you are ri riding your original one wheel, like, why don't you just get a GT? Like, it's, it's so much better. <laughs> it's like, time. you don't know what you're missing out on. It's time. I actually <laughs> met someone in a coffee shop yesterday who had a GT. And he, uh, I was asking him how he liked it. And he's like, I love this thing. He's like, I had the plus, And honestly, like, this is the one that, like, when you guys just figured it out. <laughs> I don't really know what he means by that. But um, he seemed happy with it. And, um, and it's true. If you, if you do that leap from original or from plus to GT, it's like you're swimming in a whole new pool. Um, you and know? now your GT has custom shaping 3.0. Boom. Segway. Yeah. So don't say segway. Can't say that. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> transition single wheeled <laughs> bouncing transition yeah <laughs> so with the haptic buzz update the firmware update came the long-awaited custom shaping 3.0 which in in my mind it blew any type of expectation that i could have had um there's more sliders and graphs than i know what to do with i need to put more time in but it seems like the power of the wheel has like really been unlocked for for people so let's let's talk about some of like how we worked with folks to come up with some of these um what would you call those parameters or so and um how we feel about it so far kyle you you worked a lot with <laughs> riders on this yeah yeah i mean the interesting thing is like we we built sort of the original um, custom shaping for GT off of what we'd done on XR. And it's like, oh, you know, this, this is pretty good. This, you know, people are like burning us down on social media, telling us, give it to us now. And, um, but we're like, this could be a lot better, you know, like this, where the progression of one wheel riding is and how diverse the use cases are and like how racing has evolved and courses have evolved, tricks have evolved, like people, needed more control over how the board rides. And so went back to the drawing board, put together a new kind of mock-up of how it could be. And, um, you know, we were able to show that to the riders we had out for the Pro Rider Summit. Um, that was exciting. Yeah, there was like a standing ovation. It <laughs> <laughs> was were, awesome. But then we added <laughs> even more Yeah, since then, we, then. Then we added even more. Of course, at Race to the Rail, they had, um, you know, almost the final version. Uh, made a few more tweaks since then. Right. Um, you know, we've had, um, you know, a number of great riders down here, um, you know, it, during the development process, kind of figuring out how much should you be able to adjust these things, which things are helpful, which things aren't. Um, you know, a, and um, there there is a lot of adjustability, right? So you may adjust it if you go all the way negative on this slider and all the way positive on this other slider, it may not, you know, be an enjoyable ride. Um, that's cool. Maybe there's some scenario where somebody else, you know, likes that setting. Um, and, and so we've really given people a lot of a lot of freedom, um, you know, about both the you know, sort of straight line performance, um, but also braking and also turning and all these things um, that you can do in firmware, which, you know, 
is never ceases to amaze me what you can do in firmware. It's I I uh, my analogy is this is like uh, your one wheel going off to college, you know. XR custom shaping was like your your board was in high school and you kind of like, um, you know, you keep tabs on it closely. Like it's not gonna it can't it can't do like you know. Um, the, the range of outcomes is, is not that wide, you know, but like with, <laughs> with custom shaping, like it's just, it's now, it can do whatever you want it to do. Um, you know, and to Kyle's point, like you might, you know, it can, it can um, be about customizing what you want to feel on different terrains, or you can just like say, I want to make the tightest turn possible, you know, on the back patio and whip something up that's going to give you that. So there's, um, yeah, there's a lot to play with. It's, it's pretty cool. It, you know, I like, it, it really does make it fun again. You know, like, if you're a super experienced one-wheel rider, and then you go out there with that, it's like, whoa. There's, yeah. like, new features I couldn't ride before. It's like unlocking there's, new boards. Yeah, it, it feels like you got a new board, basically. Yeah, and I think that's part of why, you know, other than just the normal riding experience on a one-wheel, that is what makes this board and experience so unique and so special is even with your base shapings, mm. the ability to change how this thing rides and coming from, if you come from a board sport background and understand how all these little things can make your ride different, the fact that you could do that on your phone is, is it, it's believable, but it, I want to say unbelievable, right? It's like you could make your nose go up, you can make your nose go down, you can make it turn up while you go through a turn, and it's like absolutely fascinating. Like if you're in the one wheel world, it's you're kind of used to it. It's like maybe not the biggest deal, but for some people it's like, wait, this is possible. Right. And I think that's where we're really going to see the progression in the sport kind of just skyrocket because, and to the point of, I heard uh, Scott Mendenhall talk about this on his podcast is that some people might be messing with the settings and going like all the way to far to the right, all the way to far to the left and being like, well, this doesn't do much, but not every single attribute is meant to be for riding flatland in your parking lot or riding on your driveway. Like the turn compensation is probably going to help you the most going through sharp turns and berms. Yeah. But like going to the coffee shop, you're not going to really want that. So it's like, it really brings in a level of, experimentation for the rider and allows them to figure out a good uh, extra shaping on their base shaping for different areas or different environments that they like to ride in. And that at the end of the day, that's like how you learn the board the best is uh, Mercedes actually said this really well, go up by one, one point. Don't go all the way to the, to the, to the left and be like, well, this isn't doing much. Go by one and then go up to two, then go up to two, three, and feel what all of that feels like. So that way, when you come up to an obstacle or whatever, you're like, I think I kind of know what I need to shape this as to achieve what I'm trying to achieve. And I think one of the most important things too is that everything is now um, customized off of the base shapings, right? And so in the past, custom shaping was its own siloed thing, and you had to sort of like start from scratch Right, but now if you have like a favorite digital shaping setting, you can just go there, start there, and incrementally adjust, like you're saying, to just nudge it in whatever way you want. So, 
Yeah. That's pretty big. Yeah, I think, like, the base shaping idea, you know, which means you start with flow or you start with, you know, whatever your favorite shaping is, and then you modify it from there. Like, it's both more powerful and more approachable because, mm-hmm. um, first of all, you start with what you're familiar with, um, but then it's, like, um, you know, too much, like, blank sheet of paper writer's block thing with the old custom right. shaping. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like, what do I want? I don't even yeah. know what I want. Right. But if you can start with something you know, uh, and then can we make it even better? And so that's what we've got now with, with base shaping. And then also, you know, if your buddy is a shaping ninja, they can, they can you know, create a shape for you and send it to you in the, mm. in the app, which that's is right. cool. That is very cool. Yeah. That is rad. Um, quick question for both of you. What is your favorite section of the new custom shaping whether it's turn compensation or uh pad engagement mm. do you guys have a, a something that stands out i like dynamic responsiveness i just think it's it's cool and hard to explain and fun um i think my latest thing is kind of like a spring you know like is it like a slinky that's all stretched out that is controlling your board or is it like a really stiff spring like a spring in a truck or something like that right um you know it's it's hard to say exactly like it's not it's not aggressiveness but it is somehow related but hmm. definitely not the same thing and you know it, it does get you like the ability to adjust your nose angle going into feature something like that um without like braking or without accelerating which i think is pretty key for a lot of off-road scenarios and um that's yeah, the one that you cool. equated to a Wes Anderson film versus a Michael Bay film. That's I don't even know one. if that makes any sense, but I, it made it sense to me at the time. It makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> I totally understand that. Um, for me, I think oh, I think the coolest thing is the aggression, uh, advanced aggression charting, just because it's not a slider. It's a graph. So that's, that's next level. Um, but that being said, like the casual rider that I am, you know, like, I don't know if I really need to dial my aggression to the max, like these race, the rail people were doing, uh, to like get off the line quickly. So for me, um, I, I don't know. I mean, like it's all pretty helpful. I think this single pad engagement's pretty cool. I think a lot of people are going to like that. Um, but I'm just a sucker for like turning my nose angle down and making the ride like all sloppy and loose and just like, (laughs) you know, like goofing off in the parking lot. That's kind of like what I actually do. (laughs) 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 If we're being honest, (laughs) that's good. I will say that like watching like super pro riders, like ride like the bottom of the pump track and then slide it up Mm. on turn compensation and like fully rail the berms is like, Okay, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of those uh, B-roll shots that we used in the custom shaping video that is out on our YouTube channel right now where you can learn way more about custom shaping. Um, watching the folks ride in the skate park and get really high up on some of the transitions. Yeah. That's where it's like, I, I see the future. It's there. We're getting there. And it's, I don't know, it just gets me so excited because if you ride like any board without custom or, or even XR, you can still like, it's tough. Yeah. And this just opens up the world like yeah, way it does. more. It really like, does open the world up. Yeah. That's pretty big. It's, it's pretty a big, big day. I thought this podcast was going to be about the, the Mecca shirt though. 
Oh yeah, we, we're like we should we should push this that. deep in. We don't even have the Mecca shirt. Kev, could you grab us the the Mecca shirt? Which um, it, Jack, tell us about how we came up with this shirt and what came out of it. Well, our video editor Rylan connected with um, a creator by the name of Miles Make with Miles on YouTube, and I don't know who had the idea, but basically Miles made us a five foot tall statue of this guy. And um, it was so cool. Unfortunately, we can't share the statue with you know all of you. So we made this shirt that you can you can have and own and and um, cherish. So the Mecca tea is a limited um, run, so it's available right now, but it might not be for long. But it's definitely Kyle's favorite tea that we've made in recent um, in recent past. I would say. I think it's I think it's great. <laughs> Yeah, and the statue. And you can hold the race to the rail sword. Yeah, the statue holds yeah. a one wheel so and the sick. sword in his back. It is very cool. I, it feels very lively, like when I have to move it for photographs <laughs> and I have to like hug him. And I, I feel being. like I'm, it's a person yeah. or a being that's like I have to take care of this this thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so we covered the recall. We covered haptic buzz, the new safety feature. And we covered custom shaping 3.0. Is there anything else that you guys want to mention, chat about, or feel like maybe we didn't cover? Because mm. um, if not, I'm going to plug a well, bunch of accessories. Let's talk about the social campaign. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yes. Because oh. that's kind of blowing my mind, too. Yeah, it's cool. Hashtag one wheel change my life. Which um, basically, so the, the thinking here, well, there's different origin stories, but mine is that uh, someone named Bart Miller, who you probably, if you're watching this, you might know, um, gifted me this silver medallion um, necklace, you know, and, and Bart's always got, you know, stories about how one wheels changed his life, and he wanted me to have it for a year um, and then give it next year to someone else who, you know, represents all that is good in the one wheel uh, community. And, um, you know, we got home and just we're thinking about all these people who um, have been impacted so deeply from this one wheel thing and wanted to do something where um, they could share their story and we would select uh, a handful of them to come here and uh, meet us and go ride around um, and help them tell their story um, because there's just there's just a lot of, of beautiful one wheel stories out there. So um, that's my that's. That's my version of events. And and since since launching this, right, there's been like a huge outpouring of um of folks who have been kind and brave enough to share their one wheel stories and um going through it is just like overwhelming and super cool and and my, I got a text from my mom about it last night actually with the purple heart emoji. And we'll be talking about it. So that's when you know that it's a good thing to do. And what comes out of this entire campaign other than the most important thing, which is like really the stories, but what are we doing with some of our favorite stories? Yeah, we're gonna make um, we're gonna make a video basically. Yeah. Um. So bring a couple people, couple people here, and um, and you know help them tell their stories, um, with our with our in-house uh, creative people. So. Um, yeah, I've I've gotten choked up quite a bit watching some of the submissions on social media. Um, which leads me to ask, I, I know many, but Kyle, how has One Wheel changed your life? 
uh, how much time do you have? Uh, yeah, I mean, other than like, the, uh, uh, I don't know. Let's 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 get a little sentimental on it. instead of like, oh, I made a company and a product and a business. Like, let's think people wise or. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that, that's the big picture is the you know, is, is other people's stories. I mean, sure. I've had amazing one wheel rides, you know, and it's awesome. And like, I take a lot of pride in what we've built, but like, it's really what happens when it gets out there in the world. Right. And, um, yeah, like the stories that it's, it's not like about us, right. It's about people that, you know, use this in their, in their day-to-day life. And I think that's what's so cool about something like this, where we get to hear, you know, um, a, a round of, stories that people really really have because you know you can i think also a lot of people have preconceived notions about who rides one wheels and mm. what their use case is true and i guarantee you're wrong <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> you, you know i mean because there's such a broad spectrum of people like no one can possibly wrap their mind around like the, the different types of um you know folks that are that are using our products every day so um yeah it's it's really really touching i mean obviously uh, yesterday we announced one of the one of the winners um, who like can't walk particularly well after uh, some major um, spine trauma, and he's like one wheels are my legs. Uh, you know he can get on a one wheel and ride it perfectly with such ease. He has to use a cane and other things, a wheelchair for years um, before, and just to see that is like I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like what can you Where say? are the dry yeah. eyes? I yeah. don't know. Like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And, you know, did I think, uh, like, that's what we were making and who we were making it for? No, I mean, no. But, <laughs> yeah. like, then y- you see how well it works, and uh, it's, it's super cool. Jack, how has one wheel changed your life? What he said. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> um, you know, so I was actually the first submission. So, um, so I volunteered, um, you know, a more selfish take than Kyle for me. Like I've just gotten to meet so many cool people and go on so many cool adventures and, um, and you know, cool places. And, um, I think that's, that's the, I, I don't know what other thing that I could be doing that, um, could sort of like open up those same, those same, um, relationships and op- opportunities and just good times, you know? So, and I think that's honestly like, yes, I work at one wheel and et cetera. But I think like that's fairly similar to what all the one wheelers out there also experience. Right. Which is like, we go to these events, you know, like it's, it's the people, right. It's the, um, it's the rides that, you know, we're at nighttime Mm -hmm. cruising through the streets, you know, feeling wild and free. (laughs) Like you're 14 years old again. Like, I think it's kind of the same, um, wildly different types of people, but experiencing like similar sense of community and joy and all that stuff. So laser. That's a good answer. Uh, is it my turn? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. A lot. Um, other than, you know, being a part of this, which is like allowed me to grow as a human being and, uh, chase my dreams and, professional aspirations like I have a whole new list of beautiful human beings that I can call friends now all over the country um 
And I mean, on a very specific note, like to see how unique and like how many different applications this product can be used in. Like I had, I was recovering from an injury earlier this year and like I was stuck on crutches and like, that's why, uh, that's the, our winner story like resonated with me. I was like, it is wild to see how this thing could be used. If I didn't have that, I, I would have been like, it would have been hard to yep. have a positive outlook. Um, you know, like even like you guys know, I love bikes. I couldn't ride my bike. I couldn't feel that freedom, but like being able to do that with the one wheel was like unreal. And like, it just gives me a greater appreciation for what it is. Yep. And I think the whole community sees that. Um, so it's like, I mean, it's, it's like too many ways has it changed my life. It's like not just one or the other. It's, you know, through people, through my own experiences. And, um, I mean, when I came into this company, like one of my favorite things was like, I didn't own a car. I rode my bike everywhere. So this allowed me to have another alternative to live a much more sustainable lifestyle. So it's just, it's like the entire spectrum has it changed my life. So many ways. Yeah. So many ways. But um, we are still running this. So please share your experiences on how One Wheel has changed your life. Um, Put it on Instagram, tag us, hashtag One Wheel Changed My Life. We love hearing the stories, and I'm really excited to hopefully bring some of these stories onto the podcast, share them with everybody. Um, And kind of going back to all the different types of people that ride One Wheels, think we'll have to do something on that too one day because people i think people don't expect the the names or the types of people that ride one wheels it's very true everybody rides one wheels not just a particular person everyone does very true well you guys feel good about that i feel like we covered a lot of ground cool covered a lot i mean i think my my final (coughs) faq my recall faq people are like how are you guys doing Oh, like right, right, right. Mm. Are you, do you still exist? To the address company? the text like from, from our mothers. <laughs> right. Are you personally doing, you know? And I think it's definitely been hard. It's been a, a huge lift. But I think, like, I'm also excited about the next chapter of, of One Wheel, you know? Like, you know, as Jack mentioned, like, building out some, some new safety stuff, like, that does help us then, like, get to the next, you know, layer of people out that are like, hey, I've seen that. I've heard, you know. Yeah. about people getting hurt, like how am I going to do it safely, haptic buzz, like Biggest another, concern. another, you know, tool in your toolbox to, you know, get out and, and you know, ride safely. Totally. Um, and so I think, you know, we're we're doing fine. <laughs> we're catching up on our sleep. And, and there's a lot of exciting things to look out for coming down there's, the pipe, there's too. There's going to be some good stuff. Yeah. So... As yeah. as we like to say here, the future is rad. The vibes are the vibes and are the high. vibes are high. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing well. I appreciate yeah. you bringing that up because we're humans too. Yeah, sure. We're doing well, and um, yeah, yeah. Until next time, appreciate you guys coming on the cast. And as always, shred on one wheel nation. Shred on. Shred on. <laughs> <laughs>